like unzips his pants and I was like, are we really doing this? And, and then the turkey's like, wait, no, no, no. And then murders it. <laughs> pulls out a gun because yeah. the turkey also has a rifle for some reason. Yeah. Welcome to the Skiffy and Fanty Show Torture Cinema. The most human on turkey action we've seen in domestic cinema so far this year. <laughs> oh my god. I know exactly what you're thinking of and it's horrifying. It's so awful. Every, oh, I could not believe they went Look, there. Look man, I'm just gonna say that, that this movie has not one, but two human and turkey sex scene. <laughs> Oh, no wonder no one wanted to distribute this movie. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Alex. And on today's show, we'll tell you what we're drinking and discuss 2009's Thanksgiving. So I guess for my tagline to have been accurate, it should have been the most human on turkey action we've seen in 2009. But I also believe it's accurate for 2021. Very possible. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen all the movies. I haven't seen that many movies this year. Maybe, you know, like The Last Duel, there was a scene, but... Well, Ridley Scott wouldn't tell us. He would complain about the millennials ruining Turkey on human action because oh, of their love of cell phones. <laughs> oh my, yeah, that's why Dune is doing so poorly, Ridley Scott. Anyway, you guys, I'm getting back on the script, which was selected by our Patreon supporters. Thanks, assholes! That's actually in the script, but it came from the heart as well. <laughs> this quote-unquote film was directed <laughs> and written by Jordan Downey and stars Natasha Cordova, Lindsay Anderson, Lance Predmore, General Bastard, that is his IMDb that, credit, that is his I name. checked, yeah. um, Aaron Carlson, and Ryan Francis with a special appearance by Wanda Lust. She is the first shot in the film. I will talk about this in a moment. Yes. Uh, before we get to that, though, obviously we're going to get to what we're drinking, our summary, and our painful review of the film. This is a reminder that we do want to hear from you. If you have seen this movie, we really want to know what you think about it. If you've seen this movie, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I will just tell you, if you're in the United States, at the very least, you can watch this for free on multiple services. Just look for it. You can share your comments with us, though, at skiffingfanty.com slash listener suggestions. We would love to hear what your thoughts on the movie are. And we're working on a mailbag episode, so we would love to just have a bunch of random thoughts about Thanksgiving so that uh, that'll bring joy to our lives. Joy. Well, on that note, Alex, what are you drinking this fine afternoon? So I, I'm being at least slightly on theme for the season, and I'm having a hot mulled ap apple cider with an extremely large amount of rum in it. I've released the Kraken. You have released the Kraken. I swear, Kraken just needs to, like, pay for product placement because both you and Tanya Ransom, who does torture cinema as well, have many times had Kraken in some sort of beverage. So, Kraken, get in touch. We're cheap. Yeah, we just give us some free Kraken. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You can pay us in free Kraken. Like, we'll keep talking about your damn rum. Because <laughs> it's good, and they're not even paying me to say it. I'm it's just true. drinking it they for free. What about you, Sean? Well, I'm also going reasonably themed. I got a Woodchuck Hard Cider Pumpkin, Ooh. which has pumpkin spice, 
Oh, are you a white girl today? Yeah, I'm always a white girl. <laughs> How could, I'm sorry. How could I have forgotten? I support you, Sean. I will admit, I enjoy pumpkin spice quite a lot and think that it's actually silly that it's not just year-round because it is a delightful set of spices. It's part of its beauties and its transience. So if, if we could have pumpkin spice all year round, it wouldn't be a special. Oh, I mean, that's logical and everything, but this is capitalism we're talking about. I mean, you'd think they'd have the fucking McRib all year round and they don't. Well, that, you know why they don't? Be- because the, the, the passenger pigeons that they kill to make the McRib only come out once a year. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they they can only do it during certain seasons because the the animals they use are migratory <laughs> and extinct. But they come and back extinct. from the grave just yeah. for this. They've been saving it. They just have like a giant freezer in like Wyoming full of this stuff. Like we got to parcel this out. There's a limited supply. <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, well, now we got that out of the way. Now for the main event which is this movie called Thanks Killing. Just a reminder, the second K must be capitalized for this movie to be correctly written. This is part of the trivia. It's really important detail that they want Style us to Style guide know. issue. Like, yep. all right, we can do this. By that knowledge, we now leave it to Alex to tell us what this movie is about. So this movie is nominally about how, while during the first Thanksgiving... A Native American man was terribly insulted, and so he used special Native American necromancy to create a monstrous turkey that then will kill all of the white people it can find every 505 years. And of course, it's 505 just to justify it having been in whatever year this thing was filmed. So you start the film with a randomly topless, quote unquote, pilgrim woman being murdered by this. That's Wanda Lust, by the way. Literally, the first shot of the movie is a close up of one of her boobs, which kind of sets the tone. The turkey murders her. The turkey, by the way, is voiced by the director of the film. And and it murders her with an axe, which is interesting because turkeys don't have opposable thumbs. But, you know, sure. Uh, 505 years later, you have a group of the four dumbest teenagers in the world are going to are going home for Thanksgiving break and they run afoul the turkey, pun unintended, but ugh. <laughs> well, when their car breaks down and they have to camp out for a night and then the turkey just follows them and like murders all their families and picks them off one by one. But, you know, eventually they find randomly find a book in one of their dad's garages that detailed the ceremony to murder the turkey. And at the very end, they they kill, well, the, the final girl kills the turkey with the help of a hobo whose dog got murdered by the turkey. So he's in it for revenge and a bit of a slight scruffy John Wick moment. And and I will note the, the hobo guy is played by General Bastard. Who is a musician. That I did not know. So that's the movie. It does not pack a lot of plot into its slim 60-minute runtime, and that's okay. I would I would say that even what plot is there is largely irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it's there, there's not a lot of there. They just basically wanted to have a turkey puppet, make a lot of jokes, have, have sex or near sex with two humans, and then murder a lot of people. Well, okay, so I think it, it deserves for us to get into the likes and dislikes of this movie, so as I think we normally do... We're going to start with our likes about this film. And so, Alex, what is your like for this movie? 
I will admit, and I should probably be ashamed to admit this, but there there was a little bit, some of the comedy actually worked for me. (laughs) And honestly, like, to me, the best part of the entire film that actually did make me laugh out loud is... So as a little background, one of the kids is the daughter of the town sheriff, and she's supposed to, about. like, go meet up with her dad for the Thanksgiving ball where they're going to wear costumes. And so the turkey goes to the sheriff's house to murder him, presumably, but shows up at the door wearing a pair of, like, comedy, like, the the, gla- the plastic glasses and the nose and the mustache. And so the sheriff looks at him and believes, because the sheriff is is about as smart as his daughter, he believes that the turkey is a little person. And at this point, the sheriff is also wearing his costume for the costume ball, which <laughs> is like a weird fucking turkey costume. Yes. I don't know where they rented this. I have never seen one like it. It's kind of amazing. Honestly, if you go on to Tenor and, and like look for gifts of Thanksgiving, it's one of the ones that comes up. <laughs> and, and, and the weirdness that you will see in that gif does not do this movie justice no it does not so then you have this amazing scene of this man in a turkey costume and a turkey kind of in a man costume having an awkward conversation over coffee <laughs> and, and, and apparently hazelnut, it was a good enough, hazelnut coffee by yes, the way hazelnut co- and apparently it was a good enough conversation that this murderous turkey was almost going to not murder the sheriff Right. And I think it was, you know, like, the the turkey got mad that it was hazelnut coffee, but it was like, no, I'm not going to kill him, and started to leave, and then the sheriff made, like, a duck joke, at which point the turkey was like, fine, I'm just going to fucking do it, and murders the sheriff. And where's his face later? <laughs> okay, yes. And this is where, like, I, I, I actually laughed really hard, and it wasn't just because I was kind of drunk at that point. When next we see the kids, they arrive at the sheriff's house, and the turkey opens the door wearing the sheriff's face <laughs> that he has peeled off and like stitched together in a sort of like horror movie prop leather face mask. And the, the, the daughter is just like, oh, hi, daddy. And just kisses him on the cheek. And, and all of the kids are like, hi, Miss, you know, Sheriff so-and-so, Mr. So-and-so. And one of them's kind of like, you look kind of different today. That's it. And, and then they're just like, oh, where's the garage? And they go to look for, for books, whatever. But like that that little part there was actually beautiful, <laughs> absurdist comedy. <laughs> What's so strange is that, so with the sheriff, he notices like the size of the turkey, but he doesn't know that he's not a turkey, that he is a turkey. He thinks he's not a turkey. He thinks he's a, a little person in a turkey costume. Right, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when the kids see the sheriff, they don't realize that he isn't the like they, they're not recognizing the size difference. Like she looks down at her own dad. Yeah, she looks down. And she has to like bend way down to kiss him on the cheek. And it doesn't like compute in her head no, at it's all. Just, there is nobody home. Like <laughs> no, I, it's for some reason I like that part. I honestly really love that part just because it's so weird. The, the thing that made me laugh about that set of sequences is actually the dialogue they have. Because there's one point when, because he thinks that he's talking to a little person. And the, the turkey says, fuck, at one point. And he was like, oh, well, that was really surprising. He's like, why? Because, because like, little people aren't allowed to say fuck. And he's like, no, it wasn't the, the size of the fuck. <laughs> How old are you? Like, Yeah, it was like this whole bit about, like, them actually talking about the fuck and, like, different levels of the fuck. And it was really hilarious. 
to think that, like, they're actually having this conversation in which they're, like, wandering around this, like, PC bit about who might be able to use a fuck depending on the context. And there's a moment when the film is, like, almost being smart with that comedy. Almost. Almost. And then it just abandons it. But I thought that was hilarious. I also thought it was funny as fuck when they were at the college and everyone is so excited about Thanksgiving break, which (laughs) is not an experience I have ever had in a college. It was basically like the the director who also did, I think, most of the writing... Yeah. Just was like, what if if they were acted about Thanksgiving break like they do about spring break in the movies? Like there's like flashing boobies and yep, it, that that was just like oh, okay, that's all right. So this is what we're doing. I mean, it does set the tone of the it, kind yes. of movie we're about to get. Well, because... I mean, the giant like the boob like the boob close up that's literally <laughs> the first thing you see is also. I was just like, well, I'm in for a ride. A retired Wanda Lust, who was at that time, I believe, a retired adult film star or I mean, actor. I, I, I feel like it, it is a very purposeful thing that this director did because he's working on several levels of comedy simultaneously that the movie is 69 minutes long. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I know that I mentioned this in DM to you, but the the opening shot honestly surprised me. I was not yeah. expecting a close-up of a nipple and then like to it's have it right there <laughs> it's just and then it pans out and then eventually has her running topless in the woods yes we're wearing, wearing a pilgrim dress that for some reason is just like under the boobs like right it, it's not over anything for reasons that aren't explained i mean it's one of those things where we talked about with other films where, like, when we were doing, uh, when Tanya and I were doing giant freaking uh, spiders, giant spider invasion, which has a, s- a sequence of nudity in it that is clearly the director, like, wanted nudity in a very particular way, way. Because those scenes are all shot perfectly clear. But everything else in the film is varying degrees of hazy. But when there's a booby on scene, they like... <laughs> <laughs> everything but, is fine-tuned i i mean he he obviously he put like the yellow filter of the past yeah on you know it was it was it was a nostalgic booby mm-hmm. and it had like a certain camera effect that that i mean honestly for having a budget of approximately 10 cents i was surprised at the quality of the filmmaking i mean it's almost artistic at moments emphasis on almost <laughs> i mean I'm I'm gonna say, particularly considering some of the other things we've seen, like I I actually feel like they did a pretty good job with like their framing and their blocking, and I mean, if nothing else, they had to do a lot of really, you know, a lot of of really intense blocking work to work with the turkey puppet, which didn't have feet. Yeah, which obviously was a puppet, but you never see like the hand sticking out of its butt. So they 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 did a lot of movie magic there, and I mean, mad respect for that director. That shit's not easy. It it certainly isn't, especially from a director that I I think it would be safe to say not not Oscar quality. No. 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 I mean, because I'm just thinking of like the only movie I feel like we can truly compare this one to is Krampus the Reckoning, right? Yeah. And compared to Krampus the Reckoning, the cinematography is actually startlingly good. The lighting is actually really fucking good. They had somebody who who knew how to light a scene. Yeah. And the actors didn't look like shit. Like, they actually had someone who did makeup that looked okay. 
Unlike Krampus the Reckoning. <laughs> Unlike Krampus the Reckoning, which had lots of lighting problems, as I recall. And, and yeah, well, and it's, it's kind of like that truism where, like, if someone looks like shit on screen, it's because either the makeup artist hates you or the lighting person hates you, or maybe both. But everyone <laughs> looked fine. Like, they looked yeah. like normal people, which was kind of nice. I mean, it, I mean, they probably were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, I, I don't think many of the... I think many of the actors have only been in... Like, uh, the other Thanksgiving or, like, other of the schlocky variety. This film was not technically the first film for the director, Jet Downey. It was, however, the first feature-length film, question mark? Because the Thanksgiving's not listed as a short film, but it is a rather short film. Yeah, I, I mean, he managed to eke it out over... 60 minutes, so maybe that's the cutoff. I don't know. Uh, it counts, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he, like, snuck over the line from, you know, novella to novel. Yeah, maybe. May who knows? So, he'd done other films, but, yeah, it's definitely a film, like, it had $3,500 budget, which is really shoestring for movies made <laughs> in the, the, con the contemporary times. And did not have distribution because uh, no. no one wanted to. Nobody wanted no. to distribute it. So they sold a thousand copies of this over a year on Amazon by via DVD, which is impressive in 2009. Yeah. I mean, what impressed me even more is like they ran a Kickstarter for the sequel. And by the way, people, the sequel is not Thanks Killing 2. It's Thanks Killing 3. And if you watch the trailer, in the trailer, it literally calls out that this is the only movie to have ever skipped, ever skipped the second movie of its installment and just go straight to three. So that's a selling point. And that one, they they had a budget of like over $100,000 that they raised on Kickstarter. So Thanks Killing 3 has like 30 times the budget of the first one. And it looks like it was spent mostly on puppets. Given that the the special effects director of the, the first film had like a hundred dollar budget that's pretty impressive and i'm curious to see if visually the second film is noticeably substantially better yeah because i mean you can do a lot but but 3500 like for 3500 dollars, this movie looks fucking amazing <laughs> i mean i mean the, the entire krampus the reckoning budget went to like that that guy that looked you know like you know one of the monsters from doom that was supposed to be the krampus <laughs> That's not, you're not wrong. I, I do think it's interesting you bring up the issue of uh, questionable film practices because the opening sequence of this film was filmed in a park, but they did not have a permit for that sequence. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that that is like, that is what you do when you, when you are like that low budget. You're just like, we're going to like sneak into a subway sec station and try to get like two takes before somebody notices us and we have to fucking run. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Another fun trivia fact I just want to note. The sheriff is not famous as an actor, but the, the actor himself is famous for being dead because he is known as the dead body guy. Uh, he has mostly made a career for himself in Hollywood as playing dead bodies in, in mostly television. Oh my god. And, and see, this was his, his chance to be a live one, and then at the end, he's a dead body in it again with, with no face. That's what they paid him for. They He was like, but you'll let me act, right? And they're like, sure. They're like, here, we rented this turkey costume for $3. Now, actually, they probably fucking bought it from Goodwill. Like, 
pretty much. He probably didn't even. He's just like, wear what you would normally wear. He already owned it. He was just like, but I have a turkey costume already. And they were like, a little weird, but keep keep going. <laughs> we'll rewrite the scene for you, <laughs> Chuck Lamb. No worries. It's like... It's one of so, the best scenes in the movie. <laughs> it's so bizarre. I mean, he he literally like hired a, a publicist and like had a bunch of like fake death pictures of him dying in ridiculous ways made, and that's how he started getting gigs playing dead bodies. But like he was on like like NBC and like CBS and all these like these like Probably places. Been in a bunch of episodes of Law and Order. Probably it's it's wild. He has had over two hundred TV station appearances and has been on over four hundred radio programs talking about his career. Uh, it's bonkers the amount of time this man has spent talking about playing dead bodies. I mean, if you got a, the thing that you're good at, bless, just just do it. You You'll gotta never do what work you gotta a day do in your life. <laughs> so bizarre so i haven't said my like but i know that yeah yeah you should i've I've had like two or three likes at this point i will say that one of the things so there are two things that i really liked one was that i love just how utterly ridiculous the the setup for how excited they are about thanksgiving is because (laughs) it's if the first scene with the booby doesn't set you up for what you're getting into, you know, with the turkey, like, doing his, like, gobble, gobble, motherfucker, or whatever, like, tagline and then murdering a woman. I, I, I do believe the gobble, gobble, motherfucker doesn't come until later. I want to say the first you hear thing you hear the turkey say is, like, hey, nice tits it's, or something. Oh, it is. It's, like, something in that universe. It's, like, nice tits, bitch. Yeah, He loves the word bitch. He loves that word. He loves, he... Mm. A little, a little too much, and I and I think if you watch much. it again, probably only applies it to women. Would be my guess. I I, I do think you might be correct because I think that the boy the boys get called the f word. Yeah, because that word shows up also a lot. Uh, we'll probably come a back lot. to that in a minute. Uh, but I do like the setup, right? Because like, there's <laughs> literally like the the chunky fellow, right? He just runs in and he, like rips open his shirt because he's so excited for for fucking Thanksgiving. And he's just like ah, and everyone's so excited to get into this this Jeep, which every college student and their mother from rural America owns, and you know drive off and they're gonna go have their great Thanksgiving day. That cracks me up because it makes no sense. But the other thing I like is actually the sheriff's conversation with his his wife. In which he's just drinking the coffee and he's like, God damn, why does this taste like shit? <laughs> and she's like, because it is shit. And she has put shit in the coffee maker. And then she says, I want a divorce and leaves. And immediately yes. after his response is, he calls his daughter and he's like, well, your your stepmom left me. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> like they just move on. Well, no, 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 no. It's not even that. They have an entire conversation about like, she's coming home and she's going to go to the Thanksgiving ball with him. And then when they're about to hang up, he's like, oh, by the way, your stepmother left me. Bye. And hangs up. <laughs> and it never comes up again. Never. <laughs> no. It's the most matter-of-fact thing. And what what cracks me up is that if you sit there and think about it, like, this this is probably not the first time <laughs> this has happened. <laughs> like, this sheriff has 100% been divorced. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Seven, well, I mean, what times. happened to her mom? Like, I mean, may- maybe she died, but I'm getting the feeling not. No. Apparently, this is the way that people divorce him, is they just put shit in his coffee and then <laughs> abandoned. But what's weird is like, there's no explanation. What is it that he's done? Because when she's making him the coffee, he says, thank you. I think he says like, thank you, baby. Like, you know, he's kind of yeah, being kind of sweet. Like, I feel like he needed a little more character development. Like, 
Should I have been happy the turkey ripped his face off? Should I have been, like, sad because I'm like, oh, he's actually a really good guy? Should I have been like, yeah, that motherfucker deserved to have his face ripped off and worn by an evil turkey? <laughs> I don't know. I feel very ambivalent. It's a, it's a very confusing state of affairs. But let's be fair. That is this movie where just things happen. They'll just talk about stuff and they just move on. Like, I, I mean, the only time I can think of that they keep coming back to something is the, the two main actors who clearly are going to have a romance. And then the dweeby guy who is constantly trying to get laid and is hitting on Allie, who does get laid with a random other dude, but then also... And a turkey. And a turkey. <laughs> it's, it is it's, gross. It's, there's... there's... They, but they actually made a prop for an extra small gravy flavored condom. <laughs> That's right. And one of the strongest part, visual comedic <laughs> elements of this film. And oh my god! And the response to that from um the the bigger dude is uh like oh man I was getting so close dang it because <laughs> the implication yeah. is like oh like she likes gravy flavored condoms. Well, I I mean I I I kind of like read it more as he wasn't sad that she was dead right he was sad that he couldn't fuck her correct correct that's he what was, he was sad about he was yeah. not sad about anything else other than he he wanted he wanted to be the one using the gravy flavored condom which i just wanted to i have not googled to see if that is a thing that exists i don't want to know well I, congratulations I mean... <laughs> i'm gonna find out right oh, now no this is there are certain things we don't need to know let the mystery remain. No, apparently there isn't one. No. I feel slightly better about humanity. But Spencer's is going to make some this year. It's fine. You know, like they make those like Thanksgiving flavored sodas. Like some weirdo is going to make Thanksgiving flavored condoms. Like, of course. It'll happen eventually. It's a novelty item. Anyway. Yeah, so that that's my like. Is I just thought, found that scene actually kind of funny and ridiculous. And I, I can appreciate that when they went for humor in this, that they, they did, as you said before, go for surreal a lot yeah. of times where it's like, this doesn't need to make sense. It, it's just fucking weird. And that's good enough. Yeah. When it worked the most was not, cause when they have like some one liners and they're not great. No. But when it actually worked was all of the just absolutely absurdist bits where you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm laughing because like, my brain is not actually sure sure if I am, like, terrified or if it's funny, so I'm just going to laugh because it's a weird response. <laughs> like... Right. I mean, that is a thing I can say, is that for a film that was clearly intended as a, a horror comedy, I did laugh a few times, which mm -hmm. is a thing I can't necessarily say for other comedies that we have watched when mostly we didn't find them funny. Yeah, well, because I, I feel like we had, a, like, a, a bi-mutual acclaim. We were like, we're not doing comedies in torture cinema anymore, because they're just... A bad anything else can be, like, interesting and funny, but a bad comedy is just bad. And this was actually not an entirely bad comedy, so there we go. It wasn't, yeah. And I think a problem we were running into is that some of the bad comedies we were watching were parodies, where there isn't, like, an actual story going on. It's like it's just a bunch of, like, bits strung together. Exactly. It's, it's like watching a bunch of SNL episodes just shoved together in a runtime where there's not any real connection. This, I think it would be fair to say that while we can complain about there being characters that aren't fully explained and certain subplots that are not fully realized, there is a plot through line from start to finish. Yes. Congratulations, Jordan. You you wrote a you made a plot. You made a plot. Oh my god. 
I think I wrote uh, in my notes, and then we'll get to dislikes, was that I thought it was really funny that they they actually have a name for the turkey, but they spent literally years trying to figure out what the name of the turkey is. And do you want to guess what the name of the turkey is? Gobble Gobble? No, that would have been more interesting than what they came up with. Is it Bob? Nope. Okay, I'm out of guesses. It's just turkey, but rather than E-Y, it's I-E. His name's Turkey. And I want to note that they (sighs) finally decided on this in 2012 when they were working on Thanksgiving 3. But for this effort, they unfortunately were not awarded an Oscar. It's a travesty. I don't know what the Oscar committee is thinking, but... I mean, what, did they need more puppets? Probably. They already have like $100,000 worth of puppets in Thanksgiving 3. They needed to get, uh... <laughs> they needed to get Jim Henson involved. Just bring him back from the dead. Oh, God. Oh God. He's not gonna rise up for another 500 years. It's fine. It's not easy being feathered. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, let's get to dislikes. So what, Alex, is your dislike? So it's a pretty easy dislike where they had the fat character, which I was happy about because he's an actual fat character, but then all they do is make mean fat jokes. And that made me sad. Like, for example, I liked the fact that the fat guy was not a nerd because normally you get like the fat kid who's the nerd, but he was kind of like, you know, like kind of a bit of a good old boy jock. It It didn't bother me too much. Until it gets toward the end, and then you just get shots of him, like, eating french fries, and then he's wandering around and being like, I'm so hungry. And then he sees, like, this illusion of the turkey and eats it because he's so hungry because he's fat, haha. And then the turkey, like, bursts out of him like a chest burster. And I was just like, no. For a minute, it was almost like you were doing something a little different with the comedy fat character. And then and then you were just like, but haha, he's fat. And then, like, at the end when it's it's having, like, you know, the nerdy guy is dying and he, we get this little montage of his, his friendship with the fat guy. Right. Like, I actually really liked that. It was actually super sweet. Yeah. They're, like, best buds. <laughs> yeah. So that that was mostly, like, I was disappointed in that and, you know, the 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 thing about the boobies and it was just very... I mean, it would be safe to say that this film... This film operates on m- multiple levels of either bigotry or cruelty that are unnecessary in order to get the the points it wants to make across. And, and like, the thing is, if it was just the turkey saying that stuff, I'd be like, mm, you still could have used a different word, but okay. Because the turkey's evil. We're not supposed to sympathize with them. Yeah, because the turkey's evil. So sure, whatever. But I, I pretty much want to say like the F word also does get like what the other humans say it to the nerdy yep. guy at some point. The R word gets used as, in, you know, the, the slur used against people with mental disabilities. Oh, yeah. I think mostly from the turkey. That one was mostly from the turkey. Yeah. But like also the turkey really loves the word bitch. It's like, come on. A little bit too much. Yeah. It's it's not like like Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy occasionally says bitch. This was like almost every piece of dialogue. At some point, the turkey says bitch. The issue is that they they because they rely on these these things. They they want them to be like funny jokes, like just calling someone a bitch. Like that's not really funny. Like not really. But also, it's sort of a thing where it's like it's not really. Why is it part of the turkey's? identity that he uses this language right it's not really a thing that's really thought about right this is like this is the thing if you watch this movie but miss the the opening titty shot scene where a lot of this is explained 
you'll miss that essentially this turkey is here because of like a Native American curse, which is a, a horror trope that I think it's trying to play on where like, oh, you like went into a Native American graveyard and like all of a sudden everyone's cursed kind of thing. But there isn't anything about the turkey that's like rooted in that imagined history. And so it just yeah. becomes this creature that just says things that are offensive for the sake of saying them instead of it being an integral part of like, I, this is bonkers that I'm having a conversation in which I want there to be an integral identity to the turkey, <laughs> to the turkey puppet, the, tur the murderous <laughs> turkey puppet. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> I mean, the turkey actually makes a point in the movie of saying, mentioning this native American curse and being like, I'm here to kill all of the white people, which I was like, did you just not find any actors who weren't white? Because that would have honestly been kind of a great scene where the turkey's like going in to murder someone like, you know, a person of Asian descent or a black person and been like, oh, wait, oh, no, no, I'm only here to kill white people. You carry on, sir or ma'am. And then just like, yeah, this is not me being like, oh, horror needs to be PC or something. Because, you know, that that's just like a bullshit right wing red herring anyway. But it's just kind of like it's really lazy. Here it is, especially because I feel like clearly they want the turkey in particular to be a little bit over the top to have puns and like these, you know, to do a lot of what like the horror monsters do when they want to be a little comical is to be like, oh, they're playing on words and stuff. But there's lots of like turkey related puns that you could have used, but they kind of seem like they go for the low hanging fruit of like, let's have him say the F word and let's have him, you know, call people bitch and like use the R word and like all of this stuff instead of being like, no, no, no. Why don't like, why isn't his thing? Like he could have said gobble gobble motherfucker a couple other times in this movie that would have had very different context. Like if he, I know we haven't talked about it yet very much, but there is a Turkey on human sex scene. And let me just say, if he had said gobble gobble motherfucker at that moment, who boy, that would have yeah. a very different meaning. <laughs> there's the Turkey on human sex scene. And then there's almost a human on Turkey sex scene, which I actually also found weirdly, slightly funny before it got really weird. It got a little bit extra weird. Yeah. No. There, so there's like, this scene where the turkey is like standing by the side of the road and someone just like a dude just pulls over to pick the turkey up like the turkey is a hitchhiker and yep. you know opens the door and it's just like ass gas or grass no one rides for free and the turkey is like well i don't have any money so i guess it'll be ass and the guy's like oh, okay like all right i'm gonna fuck a turkey like he unzips his pants and i was like are we really doing this and then the turkey's like, wait, no, no, no. And then murders it. <laughs> Pulls out a gun because yeah. the turkey also has a rifle for some reason. Yeah. And then makes him call his daughter. It's like, call your daughter. like, <laughs> <laughs> And then murders him after he tells his daughter he's coming home. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous. And then for reasons that aren't explained, he just jumps on top of the dead body and starts driving the car. But how the turkey manages to reach the pedals is not described i mean at that point we're, we're back to it's an absurd universe where like why would somebody pull over to pick a turkey up and then be like well i guess i'll have sex with this turkey and payment for this ride i'm giving him like okay i can't believe we had this series of a conversation about this fucking movie <laughs> i mean it is it's so i we're ridiculous <laughs> like we're seriously like having a, this of this movie like we should not be having a serious conversation and yet here we are the, yet, we're surreal we are. that's what's happening <laughs> the surreality of the situation has just imbued our lives it absolutely has yeah oh god guys it's a weird movie it is a weird movie 
it's not something that, that I keep kind of going back to like Krampus or whatever. And I'm like, no, this is actually way better than Krampus. Like, I don't hate everything about it. Like, I hated Krampus. But this is weird. Like, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. No, there were parts I thought were really funny. And this is going to sound weird when I try to say it, but but like, stick with me. Like, I thought the actors were actually pretty good because they were acting the characters that they were given because the characters were all supposed to be idiots and who were just utterly clueless. And so, like, on that level, it was not a bad movie, but... Ugh. <laughs> That's an interesting thing that you bring up because I think if you watch this decontextualized, just took bits out, you would go, oh, these actors are terrible. But when yeah. you think about what it is that they're trying to be... I wouldn't say they're not great actors. Let's not pretend that like these are. Oh, I mean, yeah. well, not, there, there's no like, you know, like Robert Pattinson or, or right. there's no Willem Dafoe in there. There's there's no. um Or, or even Kate Winslet or, yeah. you know, like none of them are, are like that caliber, but they're not terrible where you're like, oh, my God, you're reading lines off a cue card or whatever. Like initially I was I was just like, wow, they're they're kind of awful and then i was like no i actually think that they're doing it on purpose they're doing what the director directed them to do and they're actually pretty solid <laughs> i i think you're completely right that the acting we're given is them doing precisely what is intended here like it's weird to think about but but this is not like krampus you know where they're actually trying to act Right. They're actually trying to be scared and to have scary moments and tension, etc., in which they just don't always get there. This is a thing where like, no, 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 these are not these are not real people. They're they're playing yeah. imagined fake people <laughs> and doing it reasonably well for what's being asked of them. And given the dialogue they are presented, which for the most part is not great. <laughs> it's not great. No. I, but I mean, I can look at that, you know, I, I watched like Krampus and I was like, I could do a fucking better job acting than that. I looked at this one and I was like, no, I actually would not be able to do that. <laughs> I couldn't have done most of that shit with a straight face. It'd be like, hard. Yeah. I mean, the entire where they're looking at the turkey puppet wearing the fake face. <laughs> None of them broke. Not not once. Yeah. And they and they, they filmed this over 11 days. And so in some of the scenes, like they didn't have the budget to redo it. Like, did they have money to buy more t-shirts for him when he ripped that t-shirt in the opening scene? Probably, Probably not. not. So they had to like keep a straight face while he's ripping off his shirt like, like Hulk Hogan. And screaming about how much he loves Thanksgiving, but they can't redo that. <laughs> like, there's no yeah. budget. Like, you can't. We don't have $9 for you to get a new t-shirt at Walmart. Sorry. <laughs> so I think what we're kind of arriving at here is either we have some kind of, like, weird Stockholm Syndrome going on right now. Yeah. Because we, we were both mut mutually stuck with this movie for 69 <laughs> minutes of our lives. Or it's actually not entirely bad. <laughs> I think it leans a little bit more in that other direction. I don't think it's entirely bad. I mean, it's not good. It's not good, but it's not like bad. But it's also like, it's clearly intended to be bad. They are not trying yeah. to make a great horror comedy. They are oh, trying no. to make a schlocky, you know, over the top, ridiculous film. And on that front, like, it succeeds. It's as if you took like... Like, the quality level that you get from The Room, but The Room meant to be The Room. Right. Instead of The Room meaning to be, like, some kind of serious drama, and you watch it, and you're like, oh my god, what is happening? But if The Room meant to be what The Room was, you'd be like, that was really successful. Right! Yeah, I think that, I think you're right on the money. 
that that gets us, I think, right in the right territory. Yeah, where <laughs> you're like, it's bad, but it means to be bad. Precisely. So that means it is, in a way, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. 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 intentionally bad like i i do you know i have my love for when, when you watch a movie and you're like no this is exactly what this movie intended to do and you're like i might not agree but but bless you 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 made the art you intended to make right and it looked how you wanted it to look good for you <laughs> a plus <laughs> well on that note Maybe we should get to, to grading, because I feel like we've, bo- we've given both our final thoughts on this movie. God, this I don't point. know how to grade this. How do you grade it? Yeah. Do, do you be nice to it? Because it did a thing you had not expected, which is actually end up being somewhat entertaining and not as bad as you expected well, it. Well, I mean, we also have, like, the torture cinema scale, where yeah. you've got, like, the, the, like, it's not really torture. But it's not an A. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not an A, because it's not like this movie was act- was good, actually, and I would watch it again, because we've had a few of those in, in torture sure. cinema, I want to say. But it's still, it's like, I want to say it's, I mean, it wants to be a B movie. And it is a B-movie. It succeeds at being a B-movie. That is, I think that's accurate. It accomplished exactly what it set out to do, which very few movies manage, and most of them aren't torture cinema. (laughs) So what grade would you give it then? A B? I'm going to give it a B. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because, I mean, I laughed. Mm. It was short, which is... We didn't state that explicitly as a like, but it is probably the... I think this is now officially the shortest torture cinema film we've ever watched. I think so. So I think it's a beat because I actually had some fun. <laughs> it was strange. And, and I can look back at it and just be like, no, this this the movie was what it intended to be, which is kind of amazing <laughs> as a work. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't give it a B. I would give it a C. That's fair. And I think largely because I, I think it makes some choices that which we've talked about that yeah. are not great choices that I think take it away from being a, a solid B movie of the of the meaning we mean when we say B movie. Right. Which is a different thing than an A movie that ends up being a B movie. So I would give it a C. I think it is worth actually seeing with friends and if you are an alcohol consumer with alcohol. Oh, yes. Alcohol is a must. If you are an alcohol consumer. Anytime you hear a turkey gobble, take a shot. Every every time you hear the word bitch, take a shot. Like, if you want to end up with liver damage. You should do that, too. <laughs> yeah, if you did the, the, the gobble sound, you'd be drunk before the end of the opening credits, which I will just say I was a little disappointed that they didn't choose to get someone to do a rap over that theme music, because it's so perfect for, like, a turkey rap. I mean, we didn't even mention the music. The music is kind of amazing. There's some good music choices. Yeah, there's some really, and it's got kind of like a sort of 80s horror movie synth score in other places. Like, yep. okay, tell you what, you, you kind of convinced me, I'm going to lower mine to a B minus. Fair. So then it can be sort of like C plus, plus-ish in the average. I think that's fair. God, guys, this is a weird movie, y'all. Like... <laughs> it's so out there. Oh my God, I cannot believe of what I, we gave a... A passing grade to a movie with with a turkey that fucks somebody. Yeah, a turkey puppet <laughs> with with an axe and a shotgun and apparently a dick, which most birds don't have dicks. So that's that's an entire other discussion in the absurdist. Oh God. Yeah, it's it's an it's a thing. It's an experience. I I I did not know what to expect, but it was definitely not this. <laughs> well, 
I think we've done it. So with that in mind, uh, thanks everybody for joining us today for Torch Cinema. Uh, again, go to skiffingfanny.com slash listener suggestions if you want to let us know what you thought. This film is free on many streaming services. Unless you're outside the U.S., then I'm not sure. But do take a look and see what you can find. If you'd like to follow us, you can go to skiffingfanny at Twitter and Instagram and get our newsletter at skiffingfanny.com slash newsletter. And if you like what this show involves, or at the very least enjoy when Alex and I talk about sex toys and or turkeys having sex with humans, <laughs> uh, a best way to support the show would be to go to patreon.com slash Skiffy and also leave reviews in places if you'd like. For me, you can find me at Sean Duke on Twitter, SeanDuke.net, and patreon.com slash thejoyfactory. You can find me at Katsu Donbury on Twitter. I'm at katsudon.net and patreon.com slash alexax. All right. Well, on that note, I just want to say that I also will be going as a sexy turkey for next Halloween. No, no, no. Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving co- oh, costume. Oh, did you wear a sexy turkey costume for this? I can do that for this Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's still a couple of days. You can go find a costume like the sheriff had. Yeah, so I think the top will be half of a pilgrim. Oh, you can just get you can just get that dress where it just goes like under the boobs, underneath your breast. No yeah, reason. so my my boobies stick out. Yeah, and then the bottom half will be a tur- a turkey bottom. Yeah, best of both worlds, which mysteriously hides both a rifle and an axe. Yes, as you do, as one does. Well, on that note, uh, gobble gobble, motherfuckers. Awkward ending and scene. You're welcome, citizens. <laughs> You're welcome. If you want to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash skiffyandfanty or skiffyandfanty.com, our website, where you can get access to all of our fancy things. Our music comes from Holy Mole. You can support him and his work at patreon.com slash holy mole. Thank you for listening. <laughs>